good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. It's good to be among God's people. It's good to know that God is on the throne. Amen? Amen. I wonder if we can stand tonight. I promise I'm not going to keep you too long, but I do believe God has a word for us tonight. And we're going to jump right into it. Amen? In the book of James, chapter 1, beginning with the 22nd verse, and very, very familiar verses of Scripture, it says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You are deceiving yourself if you plan on just listening tonight and not doing anything about it. You're lying to your own self. Verse 23, it says, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, if they just hear it and not actually do anything about it. He is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass or in a mirror. He beholds himself or he sees himself and he goes his way. He goes his way. Not somebody else's way, not God's way, but he goes his way. And straightway forgets what manner or what kind of man he really was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, looks into the word of God and sees the reflection there and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, doesn't just forget what's going on in church, doesn't forget what he's teaching, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And for a few moments tonight, I want to speak on the topic of through the looking glass. Pastor, would you pray? Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Before you're seated, look to your neighbor and tell him, I'm not going through the looking glass. The popular author, Lewis Carroll, is probably most famous for his books, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and its sequel, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Uh, these were more popularized in modern culture when Disney created their adaptations to the book and aptly named it Alice in Wonderland. And then it's live action sequels that occurred of Alice through the looking glass. Alice in Wonderland details the story of a young girl named Alice. I'm sure we've all are familiar with the story. How she falls through a rabbit hole and into a fantasy world of anthropomorphic creatures. It is an example in this literary work of the nonsense genre. And through the looking glass, Alice again enters a fantastical world. But this time, instead of going down a rabbit hole, she climbs through a mirror into a world that she can see beyond it. And there she finds that just like a reflection, everything is reversed. 
including logic. For example, running uh, helps only one to remain stationary. Walking away from something brings one towards it instead of away from it. Chessmen are alive. Nursery rhyme characters exist. Up is down. Left is right. Logic means nothing. It's all a farce and a deception. And as stated in these stories, nothing is normal. Nothing is real. Nothing is based in truth. Nothing is based in reality. Everything is fantasy. She eats, she shrinks, she drinks, she grows. And I may have that backwards for those who are are, are literary geniuses. Up, but down is up and up is down. Rabbits, cats, and caterpillars talk. Everything is not real. We often use the term, it's unreal, meaning that it's so preposterous or, or so fantastical that we just can't believe it happening, but it's happening. But in these cases and in these stories, it truly is unreal. It's not based in truth. When she goes through this looking glass, she enters into a life beyond reality. She goes into a place that does not depict what reality really is. It's an image that only reflects reality. But it's not true. It's not right. It is not where she is supposed to be. Instead, she enters a world that does not make sense. She enters a world that's filled with confusion. She enters a world that's filled with deception. She enters into a place called Wonderland, where everything is something that is amazing and designed and exists specifically to distract her from her real life and what she is supposed to be doing. The author of this work Lewis Carroll is attributed to a quote that if you don't know where you're going, then any road will get you there. Think about that. If you don't know where you're going, then it doesn't matter what road you're on because any road will get you to where you don't want to go. Make sense? Even though it's attributed to him, it's not exactly accurate, and there, it is not quoted in either of his works, but there is an exchange that occurs between Alice and the Cheshire Cat. And what happens is, is Alice is lost in Wonderland, lost in this fictitious area, lost in this place that is very confusing and very deceptive, and where nothing seems to make sense and nothing aligns to what she thinks is right and what she's been taught. But everything is confusing to her, and she meets this Cheshire cat, and she asks the question, would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? That depends a good deal on where you want to get to, said the cat. I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. So as long as I get somewhere, Alice added as an explanation. Oh, you're sure to do that, said cat, if you only walk long enough. You don't know where you're going, so it doesn't matter which way you go. If you don't have a destination in mind, then any road you take is the right one. It doesn't matter if it's real. It doesn't matter if it's fake. It doesn't matter if it's constructive or if it's destructive. It doesn't matter if it's based in reality or based in the imagination of what you want it to be or think it might be. Because you have nowhere to go. 
You have no destination in mind. You have no place that you want to get to. So the road that you're on means very little. This past weekend, we went on this scavenger hunt game thing that had a Alice in Wonderland theme in it. And it got me thinking about this quote from, from Lewis Carroll. We, we walked around downtown Canton. And if you were just to look from the outside looking in, it looked like a bunch of people dressed up in costume aimlessly wandering the streets of downtown Canton. Making turns that didn't make sense down alleys that had nothing on them. Standing in empty parking lots, gathered together, talking about nonsense. It didn't make much sense. There was nothing real, nothing set in reality. We were just standing there looking into the looking glass of our phones, if you will. In fact, one of the warnings of the game was pay attention to your surroundings so you don't step out in traffic. And yes, I almost did a couple of times. Walking like this and hear Christy, stop, you know, pull back. Because you're engrossed in it, you're walking. It was just this bunch of people playing a game in a world of imagination. And what struck me is that we spent several hours walking and walking and walking and never got anywhere. It was just like we were in Wonderland. The further we walked the less distance we traveled. Because wherever we went, the entire place, we just ended right back up, right where we started. Not saying we didn't have fun or enjoy the company of our friends and family, but there was a lot of activity, but very little accomplishment. There was a lot of motion and a lot of things taking up our time and making us busy, but we just ended right back where we started. We never knew where exactly we were going. We didn't know all the stops that we were going to make. We just would wander around this wonderland. W-A-N-D-R. Alice was in wonderland, but we were in the wonderland just hoping that the next stop might be our last stop. In fact, when we got to our last stop, we had a couple players who said, I'm done, I quit, it's over, we're, we're out of here. And we're like, we're almost done, and then we finished. It was like, oh. Okay, we're done. We can leave. Let's all go. See, what occurred to me is that many people live their lives this way. Wandering around aimlessly. Lots of activity. Lots of things going on in their lives, keeping busy. They have jobs. They have families. They have activities. They have sports. They have hobbies. They have whatever it is that's filling their time but never actually getting anywhere. They're they're aimlessly wandering around, not knowing where they're going. They constantly live in this world that's filled of deception and confusion. Why? Because they don't know where they're going. They just go. They just wander. They just go through that looking glass, knowing that they don't know where they're going. And because of that, it doesn't matter where they go. Their life has very little meaning. Their accomplishments seem hollow. They start suffering things from like anxiety and depression. Why? Because they don't know the impact of their lives because it means nothing. 
because they're just wandering around in a world of imagination of what can be, what might be, what I want it to be, what I hope it to be. They go their own way. They go their own direction. They make their own decisions, not following any path because they don't know where they're going. They step through that looking glass that Alice did, that looking glass of life and entering uh, enter to this wandering world of confusion. It's like our scripture that it's that man looking into a mirror and seeing his own face and goes his own way. I guess I will go this way. Or I guess I will go that way. Because the only thing that matters right now is what I see in front of me. Because I don't have a goal. I don't have a destination. I don't know where my life is leading. My life is meaningless. And I forget what kind of man, what kind of creation I really am. Somehow I forgot that I'm one of God's children. Somehow I forgot that I was cre- I'm wonderfully and, and, and beautifully and created by God. Somewhere I forgot that my purpose and my being is to worship and serve God. Somewhere in my life I, I didn't get taught or I didn't understand that my purpose in this life is to give glory to God. And instead I follow my own way. I don't follow direction. There are no rules and everything is filled with confusion. If you want to understand where we are in today's world, just watch the news a little bit. Just pick up a paper a little bit. Just go into some of our schools a little bit. Up is down. Left is right. Right is wrong and wrong is right. This world is not like it was 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. It is a world of confusion. It is a world of deception. It is a world that's filled with every, that is designed specifically to distract you and to consume you into a place where you don't know where you're going or how to get there. And we continue in this, not because it makes us happy or satisfied, but because we don't know where we're going. And it's like Lewis Carroll said, if you don't know where you're going, then any road will get you there. You see, when we live this life and we go our own way, it is without direction, so we just keep walking. But if you just walk long enough, even though it may not be your intended destination, you are going to end up somewhere. See, in our example here with Alice, she didn't know her destination, but before you know it, the book does come to an end. The story isn't infinite. It's not everlasting. And the same way goes with our lives. When, when we go through that looking glass and we enter this world of confusion and deception where nothing seems to make sense in our lives and, and nothing is based on truth where I, I can decide to be a man or a woman or a cat. I, I'll be honest with you. I was talking with some friends of mine that, that are in the education system and there was a, a, in the state of Ohio, so this isn't somewhere distance, folks. This is in the state of Ohio where they had a meeting with all the administrators and where some of the districts are actually putting into the restrooms litter boxes. 
When I first heard about this, my mind went, oh, okay, so they don't litter, like a box for litter, you know, so they, you know, not a trash can, but a box for litter. And then they went on to explain it's for those young people who identify as cats. So they can also have a place to use the restroom. Folks, if you don't think we're in Alice's Wonderland, where there are places don't make sense, where confusion is all around, where up is down and down is up and right is wrong and wrong is right, then my friend, you are living in a wonderland. If you don't think we're in that place right now, you need to open your eyes and realize where we are and what's going on around us because we are living in that world of confusion. We are living in a world of deception. The enemy is working overtime right now on our li- on our families and on our kids and on, on, on ourselves. Amen? So if you keep walking into this world before you know it, there will come an end. If you walk long enough, you will end up somewhere. And if we go back just a little bit before our opening scriptures where he talks about this man looking into a mirror and saying, I see myself and that's all that matters and I'm going to forget about who I really was and just keep going. If you go back just the scriptures before that in James 1, 14 through 16, it says, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and is enticed. He says, if, if, if we just get drawn away where? To my own path. If I get drawn away under what I think is right, the way I want to go, if I just go follow my direction because I don't know where I'm going, and I just go, I'm going to be drawn away by my own lust and enticed. Then, when lust is confused, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. When we go our own way, we go in a direction without an intentional destination. It, it, it may seem right to us, but we know the destination because it's known to us. If we knew the destination, it, uh, we would not choose it if it were known to us. Because the end thereof is what? Death. You keep walking your own way. You keep doing your own thing. You keep going in this world of confusion and just say, one day more, one day more. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going to fill it up with activity. I'm just going to fill it up with, just fill my time. And just one day after the next, just trudging through life with no clear direction or goal. One day, you're going to wake up and it's going to be over and it's going to lead to death. But, but Brother Mike, I, I'm not a bad person. Brother Mike, I, I don't do bad things. It's not like I, I, I'm murdering people. I'm going out and, and knocking over uh, casinos or, or, or robbing the stagecoach, which we don't have anymore. I'm not doing the bad things. It's all right. In Proverbs 16 and 25, it says, There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end are the ways of death. Alice's intention when she walked through that wasn't to get in trouble, wasn't to find mischief. She was doing what she wanted to do. And I know it's not scripture, but we, we live our lives the same way. We step outside of our doors and our intentions, for the most part, 99% of the people don't break laws. 
90-90% of the people are good people who love others, who try to do the right thing, and it seems okay to them. But the end is still death. It's not about what seems okay to me. It's not about my righteousness. It's not about looking at my own face in the mirror and saying, this is all there is. Because the moment you do that, you step through that looking glass and you're living in a world of deceit. You step through that looking glass and you're living in a world of confusion. You step through that looking glass and you're living in a place that doesn't make sense. That you're never going to be fulfilled. That you're never going to find the peace and comfort and joy that you're desperately looking for in all the other things that you do. See, the destination, regardless of your intention, is real. Nobody intends for, for you to end in, in death and, 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 and in hell, but the destination is real, and it is a product of indecision and apathy. I don't care where I'm going. I'm just going to go, and at least I'm not going to be alone. I'm just going to go aimlessly wandering around, trying every little thing to to get you to where you really want to go and just finding yourself tumbling down the rabbit hole of your life further and further and further where nothing makes sense. Everything is confusing and I don't know how to get out of this problem. That's why when we see the upticks of depression, anxiety, and suicide rates because people are living in this life that have no goals. Yeah, I want to be this in my career, and they get that, and it doesn't fulfill them. I just want to, have, I just want to get married, and they go up and get married, and they still don't find that missing piece on the soul. I just want children if I just had some kids and they have the kids and they love the kids and they take care of the kids and they're the greatest thing ever but still something's missing because guess what folks even those those things are very good and great things to aspire to they are not the goal of life. We need to make our destination and our goal clear. We need to be purposeful of our choices of where we want to end up. We need to decide on where we want to go. Do we want to end up in a fantasy world where there are no consequences for our actions, where right is wrong and wrong is right? Or do we want to live in reality where sin is sin and truth is truth? Do we want to live in a place that just wants to lie to us and confuse us and get us off kilter of wherever we're going where nothing makes sense and nothing seems fulfilling? You see, we need to refuse the temptation of going through that looking glass and forgetting who we are and what we are and whose we are and going our own way. We need to get our destination in mind so that we know the way to go. So what is that destination? I'm glad you asked. That destination that I hope we all are aspiring to do and it is to make heaven our home. I don't know about you, but the more I, as time passes, I keep thinking about how great heaven must be. The more time that passes, I know I'm not that old. At least I hope I'm not that old. I hope I have a lot more years ahead of me. If nothing else, for Everly's sake. 
But as years go by and I watch what's going on in our society and I look at what our kids have to face, I cannot wait for heaven to be our home. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My, my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. I'm looking forward to that day when we can make heaven our re- residential uh, resting place. You see, sometimes we need to get reminded about our destination that we're trying to get to somewhere. Just equally as real as death is to everybody who lives. Equally as real as hell is to all that come and fall short of the glory of God. Heaven is that real. Heaven is equally as real. You see, we are all gathered here from different backgrounds, from different situations, but the one common thing that we all have is that we want to get to heaven. Our goal and our purpose and everything that we do, every breath that we take, every action that we do, should be getting us closer, one step closer, one one day closer to reaching that place we call heaven. Come on, church, I'm looking forward to that day that that heaven becomes a realization of a lifelong effort of getting up in the morning and lifting my eyes to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and saying, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm looking forward to that day that we can get to the destination, that end path that I've chosen for my life. I'm looking forward to those streets of gold, church. I'm looking forward to those gates of pearl. I'm looking forward to seeing my God and Savior Jesus Christ uh, face to face I'm looking forward to that place of comfort I'm looking forward to that place of complete peace I'm looking forward to that place of eternal rest I'm looking forward to that place of unsurpassable beauty I don't know about you but when I think of the goodness of God when I think of what he has laid up for me I start to get excited I start to get homesick I start to think about all the great things he has for us I want to get to heaven see Jesus said in the book of John chapter 14 he says let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me he says in my father's house are many mansions he says believe me because if it were not so I would have told you. He says, I'm truth. This is about reality. This is something that you can take to the bank. It's not a world of deception. It's not a world of confusion. If anything, Jesus did is he spake plainly so that we could understand. He says, there are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. Why? Because I go to prepare a place for you. It's a place. It's an actual location. It is something real that we can depend on. It is something real that we can shoot for. It is a goal and a location. And he says, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also. 
Church, if nothing else can get you excited about living for God, it's right here about Jesus saying, I want you to be with me. I want you to be in heaven with me. I know we have some great, you know, we're getting ready uh, for some vacations that are coming up. I know we just came through vacation season. I know we have some friends that, that just got back from Alaska. And we've got friends going to Nova Scotia. And we've got uh, uh, the bullies are right now in Aruba. Yeah, that's right, Aruba. We, we're got we getting ready to go to Mexico at the end of, of November. There are some beautiful places on this planet that are awesome. And I encourage if you can go, go and enjoy it. But it, they won't hold a candle to the paradise that God has for us. They won't hold. Now come on church. They, 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 they won't even compare to the beauties of the beaches. They won't compare to the riches of the, of the richest people. I want you to understand there is a place called heaven and God wants us there with him. It is a real place. One day you really will walk on a street paved with gold. It's going to happen. There's not going to be potholes forever, folks. It's not going to be blacktop. It's going to be streets with gold. You really will have a mansion built by God. No inspections necessary. No permits necessary. You'll walk in to the mansion that God prepared for you. Church, I'm telling you, heaven is an exciting place. You're really going to get a crown of glory. You will live in a real place called heaven. This isn't make-believe. It's not imagination station dreamed up by an inventive author. It is a real world location based in reality and truth. And one day, I don't know about you, but I'm going to heaven. I I hope you're there with me because I can't wait to get there. So how do we get there? How do we get there? Because we know if you don't know where you're going, then any road will get you there. But the moment we realize that my destination, my goal in life, the one thing that I cannot fail at is making heaven my home. It's the one thing I have to do. It doesn't matter how good my job is. It doesn't matter how much I love my family, even though those things are extremely important. I've got to make heaven my home. So I got to find out how to get there. How do we get out of this wonderland? How do we get out of this path of of deception and confusion and into this path of reality? How do I get back from after stepping through that looking glass back through into the real world of reality and truth? This is one way. There is one way to get to this destination. There is only one way. Many roads have been designed and many detours have been put up, but still throughout the ages of time, there is still only one way to get to heaven. You don't get there by accident and nobody will stumble upon heaven. It is a purposeful decision to make heaven your destination. It's not hard and nor is it difficult. It's easy to get there, but you just have to make up your mind that that is where you want to go. I need to go the right way. I need to get there the right way. So what's better? Who better to get directions from than the one who built it? Come on. Who better to get directions from than from the person who said, I am going to build a place. And where I am, you, I want you to be there. This is how you go. 
In John 14, 4 through 6, he says, And where I go, you know. Where is Jesus going? Because I know it's not in red up here on these screens, but if you actually had one of those things we called a Bible, they used to come in book form, in pages. And they had words written on them. And, and these words would actually be in red. And that indicates Jesus speaking. He says, and where I'm going, you know. And this is the part I love. And the way you know. He says, not only do you know where I'm going, but you know how to get there. He says, the way you know. So go to the next verse, and and, and verse 5. Now, this changes color because Thomas said, we know Thomas. How do we know Thomas? Thomas is famous for his adjective of what? Doubting Thomas, right? So this is Thomas saying, said unto unto him, Lord, we know not where you're going. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Jesus, um, you said we know where you're going, and we know how to get there. I don't know where you're going. And how can we know how to get there? Especially if we don't know where we're going. How many of you have felt like that before? Where God tells you something or a preacher says something, you're like, I don't know what you mean. I, I don't get it. Uh, you, you seem really excited up there, Brother Mike, and I'm just not getting why you are excited about that. It just seems like a really neat place. Uh, I got my passport ready. We, we'll go there next weekend, you know. So this is kind of where Thomas was, is I don't know where you're going, and I don't know how to get there. In verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father. Where are we going? Where God is. Where's God? He's in heaven. But by me. He says, The way to go is through Jesus Christ. If you truly want heaven to be your home, you need to look no further than the one way, the one truth, and the life that you're looking for, and it's through Jesus. I need to go the way, not a way. Not a variety of different ways, but the way. You see, other roads that they tell you that will get you to heaven will only lead you to a fantasy wonderland as well. There are, gonna, there are so many things out there and so many, uh, and I'll put them in air quotes, preachers and well-meaning uh, uh, Christians in a very, very vanilla sense of the word that will say all kinds of manner of how you go through Jesus and how you get to heaven. And I'm telling you, compare it to what the Bible says. A man's word is only as good as a man's word can be. God's word is everlasting. God's word is final. God's word is truth and will not fade away. Amen? They are not the way. They are a way that's getting you closer and closer to this land of confusion and deceit. And you will be led astray. The scriptures tell us where these people ask the same question or a similar question about, how does that work? How do I get through Jesus? You said Jesus is the way. 
How do I get saved from this world of confusion and deceit? How do I get saved from this world that, that just fills me with depression and anxiety and, and I don't know what my next meal or, or my next day is going to be like? In verse 37 of the book of Acts chapter 2, and I know we know these scriptures, it says, they heard this and they were pricked or they were convicted or they felt something in their heart that didn't sit right. They were bothered. They didn't like the state of their life. Come on, how many have felt like that before? I'm not happy. I just don't feel fulfilled. Something's missing in my life. I just don't feel like it's, it's meaning anything. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's what this means when it says they were pricked in their heart. They felt something on the inside that just like, I don't feel right. I, I almost feel guilty that I've been wasted away my life and just activity without accomplishment. I've been just, I feel guilty of, of, of all the things that you're talking about. And I, I just, it's not right. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, what should we do to get this feeling out of us? Because I don't like it. And Peter said unto them, repent. Be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He says, you want to figure out the way to heaven. You want to figure out this way to this life that, that, that is better than where you are now. You want to get out of this confusion and out of this deception. You want to get into a place where Jesus is, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You want to get into a place of perfect comfort and peace that passes understanding and the fullness of joy. How do you do it? He says, we have to repent. What does that mean? That means going to God and telling him you're sorry for the life you've been living that you know it's not right that you know there's things you've done wrong and that you're going to do your very best not to do it again and say God I'm sorry and when we say that you know what God says he says he says he is faithful and just to forgive you we don't always forgive people we don't we we just don't there are things that my wife has done that I still haven't forgiven her for I know better not to bring it up. (laughs) And I know there's things that I've done that my wife will never forget. Even though she says she's forgiven me. And trust me, she will bring them up at the right time. We don't always forgive. But God is perfect. And he says, if you ask and you confess your sins and you ask for forgiveness, God is faithful and just and will forgive you. Think how easy that is. God, I'm sorry. God, I'm going to try my best not to do that again. And God says, okay, you're forgiven. Then he says, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. This is actually going through Jesus as the way. When we are baptized, you're saying, wait a second, all you're doing is just getting wet. Yeah, we are getting wet. 
Baptism is when you get totally immersed in water. Your whole body goes underwater and we say Jesus' name. That's what it means about being baptized in Jesus' name. And really what it's doing is in the rest of that verse, it says, for the remission of sins. Now, I know these are some big words. And we don't use remission very often anymore. We don't use remit very often anymore. But what the word really means is a bill that's been paid in full. Remitted in payment. I tell you what, we, we uh, sold this house down in Cincinnati. We've had it for 18 years. Yes, only lived in it for two. <laughs> All right. We've had this house for 18 years and just sold it this past, this past summer. And I got, I got the paper from our mortgage company that just listed out with a one-page paper that said, all, are all payments made, how, uh, a note is paid in full. I'm telling you what, that one piece of paper about made me do a jig. It was an amazing, amazing feeling. And then when I apply that to my life of all the debt that I incurred in sin, all the problems that I made, all the things that I did, all the confusion that I produced in my life, in other people's life. And God said, when I went down to baptism and they said Jesus name so that I can go through the way, it was like it was paid in full and I didn't have to pay it anymore. It was a weight that was lifted off. I want you to understand, there is nothing more beautiful than repentance and baptism in Jesus' name that we don't have to worry about all the bad, stupid, idiotic stuff that we ever did. But he doesn't stop there. He says, yeah, that gets you to where you need to be. You're holy and acceptable before God. He says, but I'm going to give you a gift called the Holy Ghost. He says, that's my spirit living inside of you. Ooh, that sounds spooky. Right? That sounds weird. I'm going to have God living inside of me. I, I, I better watch out. No, it's the most wonderful thing in the world because the Bible says that when God's spirit lives inside you, he's going to lead, guide, and direct you to all truth and righteousness. So in a world of confusion and deception, in a world where we don't know what is up is down and down is up and right is wrong and left is right, where nothing makes sense anymore, that Holy Ghost puts us right where we need to be. Where we don't have to worry about what's going on around us. It's going to lead us. It's going to guide us. It's going to direct us to around all the problems and around all the pitfalls. It's going to get us to where we need to go. Because again, it doesn't matter if you don't know your destination. But if my destination is heaven. If my destination is sitting beside Jesus Christ for eternity. If my destination is to walk on streets of gold. Then I need to have that leading. I need to have that guidance. I need to have that direction in my life. And it can only come through. Jesus Christ and through the Holy Ghost. He goes on to say, for this promise is unto you. Everybody say, that's me. To your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It is the way. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other uh, name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. There is no other way. If you want to get to heaven, come on, if you really want to get to heaven, if you really want to walk on streets of gold, if you really want that crown of glory, there is no other way. It's the way I need to go. 
Jesus said it in Matthew, enter ye at the straight gate. Wide is the gate. Broad is the way that leads to where? Destruction, deception, confusion, sin, death. That is the wide uh, gate. That is the broad way. And it says, many there be which go in thereat. What does that mean? A lot of people go that way. A lot of people live their life their own way with no clear destination. And the path they're on will surely get them there. But in verse 14, it says, because straight is the gate. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And few there be that find it. Church, you are a fortunate person here tonight. To understand, to realize that there is a better way to live your life. A lot of people don't get the opportunity. A lot of people don't understand what they're doing. A lot of people don't get that the life they're living can be better. What road do I need to follow? The real question is, is where do you want to go? Then the choice becomes simple. Because today we have a choice. In time, we will not. When we move on from this world to the next, the choice is taken from us. The choice has already been made. But today you have a choice. In fact, the scripture says now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to make up your mind. Where do I want to go? We can continue through that looking glass and into this world of confusion and fantasy where we're aimlessly eking out our existence in this wanderland, wandering around with no clear direction or destination, knowing that the ultimate destination is going to be that of death, despair, and destruction. You have that choice today. Or you can make the decision right now to say, I want heaven to be my home. Where I can have life and life everlasting. Where joy is ours to share forever. Where we will be able to meet our Savior, Jesus Christ. The choice is ours. Can we stand tonight? If you don't know where you're going right now, then it doesn't matter what path you're on. You'll get there. But tonight, I ask you to make your calling and your election sure. You're called to be more than that man or that woman that you see in the mirror. You're called to be a child of the King. You're called to be a child of God. You're called to be holy, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a special people. That's what you're called to be. Not that person that you just stare at every day going, why do I have to live this way? Another day, another dollar, another night of sleep. I get up and do it again tomorrow. Eking out your existence, not knowing where you'll finally end up. You can be better. You can move to a better place. You can move to a place as long as you choose the path that you know where you want to go. Tonight, 
We know the ends of the two paths. One leads to death, the other to life. Choose life. Choose Christ. Choose holiness. Choose heaven tonight. What if we can find a place around the altar? If you don't know where you're going tonight, I ask you tonight, make up your mind. Make up your mind that I'm going to make heaven my home. Whatever comes, I don't want to live this life if I can't end it in heaven. I don't want to eke out an existence not knowing where I'm going, aimlessly drifting from one day to the next. But God, I want to live my life for you. I want to live my life with purpose. I want to have peace. I want to have comfort. I want to have joy. God, I want to meet you in heaven. I wonder tonight, do we really want to get there? Do we really want to make heaven our home? Oh, what a day that will be.